Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. You've got a lot more in you, really. And the world needs all of your gifts to meet its greatest needs. Today on episode 19 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Jake Ballantyne. Jake wants you to aim higher for your future, and he's got ways to get after that number one goal. Let's talk about reaching your potential, one of the quests of personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. One of my favorite books I've read in the last five years was The One Thing, where the author talked about constantly asking yourself, what's the one thing that if you focused on it, everything else would become easier or irrelevant? What a great focusing question for many of our scattered minds. Entrepreneurs and other leaders are running in multiple directions at once. Sometimes they feel like they're getting nothing to the finish line. The old proverb says that if you chase two rabbits, you catch neither. Leaders are focusers, and the person we must start with is us. So I like to coach clients to establish their vision for where they want to get to and who they want to become, then reverse engineer goals to get there. Our guest today dials that down to just one goal for his clients to better assure it gets done. My guest today is Jake Ballantyne. Here's a little about Jake. Jake is a national award-winning speaker and coach. He's presented live in front of over 300,000 people in 43 U.S. states and has personally sold over a million dollars of products and services over the phone. He's the founder of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network and host of Mountaintop Motivation Podcast. His message to the world is that you can reach the mountaintop of your life if you have the courage to pursue your dreams by putting one foot in front of the other. When he's not sharing his empowering message, he enjoys having fun outdoors, exploring Disneyland, and spending time with his wife, Caitlin, and four-year-old son, Jacob. I've just joined his mastermind group that Jake facilitates, and I look forward to becoming good friends with him this year. Welcome, Jake. Hey, well, I'm so glad to be here. What a pleasure and an honor. Thank you, Paul. Well, you are the founder of the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches, I should say, oh my, right there, right? Speakers, <laughs> Authors, and Coaches, oh my, network. What led you to start this network and why these three groups of people? Well, first of all, I don't think there are three different groups of people. I think in our modern day, um, even when I started speaking professionally 12 years ago, these things were a lot more isolated. You know, social media was not what it is today. And the way to make money sharing your message was to go and be a speaker or to go and write a book or to build a coaching business, to go do those kind of things. But today, I think we have so much more freedom. And I, I don't think these three groups are different. I see them all as messengers. They all are messengers. And these are different tools to be able to uh, share that message and monetize that message. For the most part, if you're not using all three of those tools, you're likely leaving money and opportunity on the table. And so someone who is a speaker as their primary, that's what they do. 
they should have a back-end coaching program. They, well, I should say that they could have a back-end program, back-end coaching program, and it will bring them a lot of, a lot of income. And the speaking, primarily, it's being paid to market your coaching business. Same thing with having that book, selling it there. There's so many different opportunities. And when I talk about the one goal, one goal doesn't mean that there's not multiple pieces and multiple parts. That one goal could be, well, I want to build a life that gives me freedom. I want to build this life that gives me freedom, that gives me uh, impact, that gives me uh, income, that gives me those kind of things in my life. And you go, what is it that, and that that's, that's the ideal life. That's what I call the mountaintop of your life is what you really want to create. And if you were to say, well, okay, speaking is my main vehicle. That's great. So how can we get that coaching and the writing as something that you can use on top of it and vice versa, whatever it is, if you're a coach, speaking is the best marketing you could do for your coaching business. So why did I start this? I felt like something like this didn't exist. I started this just as a place for my peers. That's where it started at the beginning. I was at a conference and I felt like every conference I was going to was for beginners. I was five years into it. And I was sitting with one of my friends and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we like had something like this, but it was for people who are kind of a little more established? Well, I started out with just inviting a, a handful of my peers, 25, 30 people. And then it grew and grew and grew. And you know, funny enough, it became something for beginners. But the point is, is that was the origin of it. Now, you know, the mastermind that we're a part of, that's more of the, hey, something for established people and that kind of thing. But Point is, I started it just because I was looking for a peer network, and then it grew. I didn't have an intention of it being a business, and it it's grown and taken a life of its own. Oh, that's so cool! And it seems like it's part of your calling to bring people together. Talk about the power of groups. Ah, I. It's said so often that it feels cliche, but I think that cliches are cliches because there's lots of truth to them. And a, a big cliche is that concept of you're the combination of the five people you, you surround mm. yourself with. And you think about it, when we talk about our teenagers, now I don't have a teenager yet, but I will. But when we talk about teenagers, we're always talking about, oh, well, well you don't want to be around those kids because they're a bad influence. We want you to be around these kids because they're a good influence. But then as adults, we just throw that out the window. We just throw that out the window. And if we're not intentional with who we spend our time around, we just end up being around the people by default and it's not going to help us. And I find that if I want to reach a goal, the number one thing that I can do to help me reach that goal is start building relationships with people who have already reached it or are also on the journey. So people I can learn from and people that I can go on the journey with. And I can learn from them as well because they may be ahead of me on some things and behind on others and all those kinds of things. But just surrounding myself around people, I believe it's real. I believe it's possible. I start thinking differently. I start talking differently. I had a conversation with a friend recently where I told him this person has been a little more um, negative lately. They've been just kind of having some challenges. And, and I said, I can't. I'm here to help you. However. This is getting too much and we need to shift this. And I need you to shift this for you, but also for me, because my mind is starting to go 
down the same rabbit holes of the things that I'm hearing. And I knew that this person understood this because they've been there before and they've gone, gone through that. So it's really important. But the people that were around, I believe that nothing matters more for your success in your career, in your business, whatever goal it, goal it is, than being around people who have already done it and being around people who are actively on the journey with you, dedicated. Not people who dabble, not people who just have the dream, but actually dedicated to it. What happens if you don't have that group? I don't understand the question. Go find them, <laughs> like go create it, like go, go be a part of it. And so, so like the thing is, is like, now I get it. So, so that's the thing people say like, well, I don't know those people. It's like, great. Well, where are they? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people say like, well, it's not, it's not, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, and I don't know the right people. So they're the lucky few and I'm not. Mm. And the truth is, is when you think about it, you go, yeah, you're right. It is who, you know, so your first job is to go and find out how you can get around those people. And so whether that's you pay your way in, whether that's you work your way in, whether, you know, whatever it is. And I find that now it's the best way to get in front of people or around people as my goals change, as my goals shift. You know, at the beginning, you can just show up to an NSA event. You can show up to a, a Toastmasters event. You can show up to a chamber. You can show up to those kind of things at a free or very low cost. But as you start going higher and higher, you need to pay a little bit more to be able to get in the rooms where you're with the people. But it, it, for me, it's always paid off. It's always paid off. And I don't even think about it as an issue. I don't even think about it because I want to intentionally be around those people. So if you don't have those people, figure out a way to get in front of those people, figure out a way to be around those people. And you just, you got to get yourself in those rooms. Tony Robbins says that proximity is power. And I believe that to be true. We need to be around those people and just being around them. Some of it's just by osmosis. We just pick it up, but also you hear one idea and all of a sudden you're like, oh, boom, I got it. I'm, I'm good. You know, every time I go to an event, I want to soak in everything. I want to soak in everything. But my goal is I'm going to find one thing. That's the reason why I'm here. And I don't know what that is when I get there but I know that there's going to be one thing that I'm going to get. And that's the thing that I'm going to take in and implement and use. Man, that is so good. It is who, you know, for sure. Have you ever found yourself in a room and you were the smartest guy in the room? I mean, not, not you weren't bragging, but you realize there's no one here that can take my thinking to the next level. Has that occurred? Has that happened to you in your career? Of course. And, and that's kind of a part of the reason to intentionally, you know, for everyone, um, listening, I would highly recommend intentionally being a part of masterminds, but mm -hmm. as you grow, it's harder and harder to find the masterminds that have the right people in the room. Yeah. Because when you go to kind of an entry level, you know, a couple of people get together, someone's putting together this thing. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. They're great people. But when, you know, we're not, this isn't about just building friendships. This is about your growth. This is about your growth and taking things to the next level. And so in order to do that, you, you got to be intentional with it. This is your business. This is your job. A lot of times in, in this entrepreneur world, people mix together like my work time and my friend time. And, and I've built wonderful friendships and relationships, but you got to understand that the whole purpose behind it, the, the behind all of it, it's 
I got to be around the people. I want to be friends with the people that are doing the kind of things that I want to do because that's what I like doing. I like being there. I like, I like, you know, I like surrounding myself around people that will help me grow. And so when you find yourself in that situation, you know, I, I want to serve and I want to help and I want to do that, but I want to go intentionally be around those people who um, I know can help me get to the next level. That's exactly why I joined your mastermind group. Cause I was at that point, like I've got to be around people who can take me to the next level. And we've only, I've only been in two of the sessions and I've gotten a keeper idea in both of them. That was just being in the room with these kind of folks. So right. it's, it's already been a, a blessing to me. And uh, I know it can be a blessing listeners. If you decide to either form or join a mastermind group of people that will elevate your thinking. So Action item number one, listeners, for today, for sure. Well, Jake, as a motivational speaker, what tends to be the main topic you're asked to speak about? And if we could be you know, transported to that stage with you on it, what are a few messages you seek to convey? Right. So at the beginning of my career, everything was focused on, on a youth audience. And what I was always talking about there was uh, these kids you know, stepping up and being leaders. The, the whole concept of it was, Look, everyone's a leader, whether you um, have a formal leadership position or not. You, you are a leader because people follow you and people listen to you. As things have evolved, the thing that I'm most passionate about talking about now, I now mostly work with adults, mostly work with entrepreneurs, business owners, those kind of things. My whole focus is getting back to this concept of let, let's get rid of all these things that keep us busy all the time but never actually moving the needle and focus on that one thing, what I call the number one goal that can get you to a point to where if you put your energy here, incredible things are going to happen. Things are just going to move forward. They're going to go great. They're going to move forward and everything's going to be easier. You, know, you said that in the intro, the one thing that makes everything else easier or irrelevant, that, that's the concept. Like if I had four things on my to-do list today, let's say one of them was, I need to go uh, pick up the gro. I need to go um, grocery shopping. I need to pick up the kids uh, from that friend's house. It's a couple of miles away. I'm going to meet someone at a restaurant. That's a couple of miles away the other way. And I need to pick up the car from the shop because the shop, the cars at the shop right now uh, that, that was being repaired. Wouldn't it make sense if those were the four things that I was going to do to have the car be the first on that list rather than be the fourth on the list? And that, that's all this is about. And, and that's, that's been my passion recently um, over the last couple of years. And it's, it's because, to be completely honest with you, I was in a position where um, I was so stressed out all the time. I was experiencing entrepreneurial stress at a level that I was in, I, I, I had one scare where I ended up in the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. Turned out it was a panic attack, a panic attack, an anxiety attack. Um, I had clumps of my hair fall out. Whoa. I'm talking about dollar, like, a, you know, 50 cent piece uh, circles. I had three of them. It was, it's called stress-induced alopecia. Oh. And I had three of these spots in, in which... During that time, you know, I'm not talking about male pattern baldness. These were spots on, mm -hmm. you know, the, kind of the back of my head. And for it, it I was so grateful. The doctor said, 
I don't know. Sometimes they grow back. Sometimes they don't. And I was very grateful that they did grow back. Mm. That they did grow back. Um, but for oh, probably a whole year, I I wore my hair longer than I had, you know, because because it, it was just kind of like if it was short, it was just so obvious. And when it was longer, it could kind of cover it up because it was not only was it embarrassing to have, but it was also embarrassing to admit like, oh, what is that? I mean, nobody noticed, but if they did, I, I, I don't know what I would have said. Maybe I would have just said, I guess it would be true to say, oh, I have something called alopecia and that means parts of your hair fall out. But the whole story is, is this was about my stress. And what I realized is because my focus was so spread thin, it was all over the place. And that stress was getting to me so much that it was having physical um, ramifications. And not only that, I, I, I was making less and less money every month. And uh, what's that saying? There's too much month at the end or too much money at the end. Nope. Opposite. Too much, too much month, month yeah. at the end of the money. <laughs> that's right. And that's what was happening, even though I had already built a six figure business. But my stress was killing it. It was just destroying what I had built. And I got to a point to where I pretty much my whole business fell apart. This was in 2017. I was making very little money and it was all about my own personal stress. And um, when I had that anxiety attack and then had the, the hair fall out, that was the wake up call. And I realized how important it was for me to get out of my own way, make things simple, focus on what I actually want. Um, and the stress went away. And not only did the stress go away, but also I had rebuilt my business. Uh, you know, it, I was literally, I think I made like $2,000 that, that previous month. So nowhere close to enough money. Mm. And then it went from $2,000 up to, it was about $12,000 in three months, you know, rebuilt things in, mm -hmm. in three months. And I did that just because of focus. So like, when I talk about this topic, I'm not just saying, oh, this is a good thing to do. I'm saying that I was in a position where this was killing my business and literally was killing me. You know, the doctor told me if look, your heart's fine. This is just an anxiety attack. But if you don't change something, you will be back here for an actual heart attack because your heart won't be able to take this long-term. And I remember I had just had my child and I was holding my three-month-old boy in my arms. And I was saying, I'm not going to leave you alone in this world without your father because I can't handle my stress. I'm not going to do it. And that changed everything. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. Wow, what a story. And for you, it was a panic attack, hair falling out. Listeners, it might be a different gauge for you that's running a little bit hot and you're showing signs of stress. If we don't get ahead of that and get a hold of that, um, you could experience what Jake did or worse. So it is just really critical to get a handle on that stress. So Jake used the simplify and focus He's living out this number one goal. And how can listeners join you in that number one goal challenge, Jake? Yeah, we, we have a five-day number one goal challenge. 
uh, you just go to your number one goal.com. And the whole focus of this five days is to help you identify and discover that one goal that's going to make the biggest difference for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, in this challenge, you make a plan to get you from where you are now to actually getting that goal moving forward. And then third, the whole point of this is literally to set you up for more success, more progress in three months than most people do in an entire year. And so you come join that. We, we get you all set up with all those things. So just your number one goal.com is where you can come and be a part of it. Um, and it's something where, like I said, this is, this is a mission for me because this, I know it might sound kind of crazy to say, but I see this as literal life and death. Like it's something that like, this is killing people, this entrepreneurial stress, you know, people are having these physical ailments because of the level of stress that they're under. And on the, on the, on the other side, I look at my life since then and what a joy it's been, what a pleasure it's been, what an adventure it's been. And literally I spent, I spent a lot of time overcoming that mental health, um, situation I was in. And I, I've just, I've learned to appreciate everything that I have along the way. I've learned to enjoy the journey. I've learned how to um, do all those things. Truth be told though, I, I, I made the decision to get focused just because I knew that I needed to change my stress levels. The success that has brought me in my business was a really fun, natural byproduct. So, and it, and it works. And, and incidentally, what were some of the first steps you did after the wake up call? If you're willing to share that. For sure. Mm-hmm. A couple of things that I had to look at. The most important one, and, and we get deep into this in, in the number one goal challenge, but the most important one is why are you so spread thin? Mm-hmm. And most people think that they're doing so many things because they're a go-getter and they want to get everything done and they want to go and achieve so much. It's rarely true. Most of the time when you're chasing those, you know, the proverbial uh, two rabbits or 17 rabbits, like most people, it's usually actually a deeper issue of self-value and self-confidence. It's this belief that I don't actually have confidence that I'm going to achieve any of these things. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and see which one sticks. Uh, I don't want to give up on this one because it's kind of my backup plan. It's backup plan. I, I call this the backup plan fallacy. And the fallacy is, well, I want my plan A, but what I need to achieve my plan A is to do X amount of work but I'm spending half of the amount of time that I need to put on plan A to achieve that on my backup plan. And consequently, usually the backup plan is something that requires less effort than plan A. And so then plan B ends up having more progress quicker. And plan B is usually not, plan B is just the thing that for whatever reason you feel is in alignment with your value. You feel like, oh, I can do that. And then consequently, you're able to succeed at it. But this plan B fallacy, when you, when you have a plan B, usually you get plan B. I'm not saying that you don't have something in your back pocket of like, hey, cool. Like if that doesn't work, I could do this or I could do that. 
I'm talking about actively working on plan A and plan B at the same time. So you, you have to look at that. So I had to look at what was going on. And I had this realization that so much of this stress um, and so much of me being spread thin was number one about, did I really believe that it was going to succeed? Secondly, was about um, my worry about what other people thought about me. Not just what other people thought about me in terms of what if I fail? It really wasn't about what if I fail. It was actually more about stepping into another level of leadership, stepping into another level of authority, and a fear of what were my peers going to think about me? What were my friends that I grew up with going to think about me? What, what are those people going to think about me? And I had to establish a, a realization that it didn't matter. And to me, yeah, I still had the feeling that it mattered. But what mattered more was when I realized that this was having those physical effects on me. And when I was looking at my boy, I just went, I can't, I can't do this to him. I cannot do this to him. I have to figure this out. And so honestly, most of it was just figuring out those things, figuring out why was I so spread thin? And that brought in all sorts of different things. Um, you know, of course, there was a lot of meditation, you know, taking care of my morning routine, all those kinds of things. But the first place I would start with is why are you spread thin? And it's not because you have to, you've told yourself that you have to. Yeah. It's like both, uh, both sides of the same coin of the why. So why did I get my, what's my motivation for why I got in the mess I'm in, but also what's the big why for not wanting to stay in the place that I'm in anymore, like your child and your health the influence you could have for so many people. So it's two, two why questions, you know, why am I spread so thin? And you dug deep to try to figure out what that was. And boy, you dug really deep beyond, beyond a couple layers to get there. And then again, what's, why do I want to pursue this reinvention? So I don't get back in this place again. Oh, such right. good stuff. Well, let's take a quick break here. You're listening to the grow forward today podcast on the voice America business channel. You can connect with me on Instagram at Growing Forward Services and my guest, Jake Ballantyne, on Instagram at Jake Ballantyne. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. I am here with Jake Ballantyne. We've been having a good time chatting about the number one goal challenge and how even in his own life, he was driven to the point where he had to focus and that focus caused a reinvention. Now he's a much more joyful person. His business exploded as a result of that. And I just know that if, if you're listening today and you're getting on that edge of burnout and you take some of Jake's suggestions today, you can reinvent as well too and have more joy in your life and you can reach your potential. So let's go there, Jake. Let's talk about how a person reaches their potential. When you coach someone about that, where do you start with them? So it's an interesting thing. I, I believe that people's long-term potential is typically so much beyond what they think it is. Sure, yep. And not all the time, but most of the time, People, people think that their short-term potential is a lot higher than it actually is. And, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't mean that as in their value, but what I mean is, is that people are in such a rush to succeed 
And honestly, that goes back to what we were saying before. They're in a rush to succeed because they don't actually believe it's going to happen. So they think I'm willing to do a bunch of work for the next month. And then if it doesn't work, then I'm out. But the people who, who actually see their real potential, they're willing to put in the work and, and actually focus on mastery of their craft over a long period of time. I instantly know um, how much success someone's going to have from some of the very first phone calls. And, and I don't mean that they can't. It's just we have to change the attitude first. And as long as they can change the attitude, but if they are in a place where their attitude is, I got to make this happen right now. And if someone says the words, okay, I'm going to try this one more time. And then if it doesn't work, then I'm going to quit. I'm just like, just quit now. Like, let, let's just end the misery. Just quit now because there's going to be, there's going to be trial and error. There's going to be challenges that come. And if you're looking at this as it has to work now, you're going to have some serious heartache. So potential, I think that people's long-term potential is so much higher than people could even imagine, but it requires patience and it requires work. And so we got to get to that mindset of belief of their value of, I know that my value is I can do anything, but also have the humility to be able to get in the dirt, get in the weeds and do the hard work now. Because you're like, there's such a balance. Cause I hear some people say like, oh, my, my, my I know my value. So I'm not going to go speak for free. And I go, yeah, but nobody else knows your value yet because you don't have a video of you speaking because you don't have testimonials of you speaking. You don't have, you, you don't have the social proof. And so you need to put in the work to get the social proof. You're not speaking for free. Arguably, you're getting paid more to do these free gigs than you will for those gigs later because what will come from that video you got from that free gig, from the testimonial that you got, that's going to give you so much more. So I don't know if this really answers your question, but I just thought about it as long-term, everyone's value is so high. Their potential is so high. But don't let that potential and your value keep you from being willing to do the work today. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, I heard it. Maybe you have some exercises. You help people think bigger, like to dream bigger. Because I know in my own personal life, when I set goals, I'm a big goals guy. That's my career. But you know, even for myself, I want to model that. And every goal that I've set, I've usually reached. And I realized man, I didn't shoot high enough yet again. And I accomplished that within a year. And I heard on a podcast just in the last month, I can't remember if this, if the speaker said to double it, triple it, or 10 X it, you know, it's uh, there's, there's a couple of people out there that are the, the 10 X kind. As soon as you start saying, I want to double that, triple it, or 10 X it, it's sort of mind blowing. It's like, you have to think way differently if you are going to 10 X, your current life uh, or your income or your business. Is that one of the exercises that you would encourage listeners to do? I want, like what I do with my clients is I want them to focus on the biggest goal that they actually believe. Okay. Because to me, when you said like, oh, I reached that goal, I go, great. Now I just see that as a step. Mm -hmm. So that was just a step to the next level. Yep. Because I, I believe 
that when somebody believes that they can actually attain the goal that's in front of them, they absolutely will. They'll do the work. They'll put in the effort. They'll do all that kind of stuff. When a goal is outside of their, their level of belief, um, I have noticed that they rarely do the work because they don't believe it and they don't do the things. So what I'm saying is like, if you're the type of person that can 10 exit and then still believe it, absolutely go for it. But if you're the kind of person that just doesn't see it and, and, and really doesn't, and has to go the steps, then we go the steps route. I believe that when you've met one person, you've met one person, you know, that, that every person's different. And so like, that's one of the beauties of, of coaching is getting into, well, what's, what kind of person is this? Is this a, is this a huge goal kind of person? And then that that's going to motivate them. What's going to motivate them is the idea of this big giant goal. Is that this kind of person? Or is this the kind of person that what's going to motivate them is, okay, I know I can go from here to there. Uh, I, I had an experience hiking once where um, we got off later than we planned. Uh, we got off later than we planned. And then there was a car accident where a semi-truck was across the road and we got stuck on the road and it was hours before we got on this trail. But when we got on the trail, we said, okay, well, we got flashlights. We'll be fine. But on the way back, it was completely dark. And this was in the mountains of California where there's a lot of granite. And this was a big granite mountain. And there really wasn't a trail because how do you make a trail on granite? There were some rocks making the trail. Long story short, during the day, we could see it fine. At night, when we were going back, all of a sudden I looked down and I was like, wait, where's the trail? And I have no idea where we lost it. And we only had our flashlights there. Now, this is a big granite hill, which means there's also big giant drop-offs. And so what we did to get to where we needed to be is our flashlight would go like 30 yards. You know, we had mag light lights or whatever. And they'd, they'd go about 30 yards and we're looking. And all we could do is because we didn't want to go any further because we didn't want to fall. And so we would go, okay, I can get to that 20 or 30 yards away and I can go safely between here and there. I can see a safe path and we'd get there. And then we'd know the direction. Oh, and the other thing is we could see the light that was in the parking lot where our car was from, from up high. We could see it. So we knew the direction we need to go there. And now we're okay. just going to go little by little every step. And I think sometimes that's how goals go. We go, I got the long-term vision of where I want to go. Yep. Then I need to reduce it down to just what's this 30 yards. What's this 20 yards, this little bit in front of me. And I, I don't need to know everything else. Yeah. And maybe that's the answer to my next question, which is you said we overestimate what we think we can get done in the short term, right? And when people give up so easily in that, in that short term, is there some good self-talk that we need to have so that it's like, oh, didn't work, I'm out. At that moment, when those first attempts fail, and we'll use fail in quotes, like, right, it just, it just didn't work out how we expected it. What's going to build that resilience to say, all right, mastery is in the long term. Like, is that maybe the phrase that we need to use? I like that mastery is in the long term, but I, I also like to do, um, I, I literally, we break down goals all the way down to what are we doing today? 
What are we doing? You know, mm-hmm. we're like from long-term vision down to what's my three-month goal. You know, when I when I talk about number one goal, this is a process of three months at a time. And then from three months, we cut that in thirds. So then what's my first milestone that I'm going to hit? And that's going to be a month. So one month, what's that milestone? From there, what am I going to accomplish this week to be my mini milestone? Mm-hmm. What am I going to get to this week? And then action items all the way down to steps that I'm going to take today. And when I look at it as steps today and a part of the, the number one goal system, um, the fourth quadrant of it is celebrate. And that celebrate is something that we do every single step of the way. And action is something we celebrate. Um, one step is something that we celebrate. But because we break it down so small, we have little wins along the way. And I think the reason why most people give up is that they, they think they cannot celebrate until they reach the goal instead of celebrating every step of the way, because momentum is what we really need. We really need yes. momentum. And so if you can have a win every day and can celebrate that win, uh, Earl Nightingale says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. Now, if my definition of success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal, all that means is that I'm working towards something and progress is success, which means I can be successful today. I don't need to wait till three months. I don't need to wait till 12 months. I can be successful now. And if I can be successful now, that's all I need. I just need to do that and I can be successful today. And when we start getting in touch with that, progress is easy because, and, and not giving up, that's easy. Because we're getting that dopamine from celebration of success literally every single day. Yeah, so it's like having your own scoreboard. I know I have one right in front of me here uh, in my office where since I'm a solopreneur, right, I don't have a team uh, around me. I do outsource to people, but ultimately it's just me and my business. I have to have a scoreboard where I can see at the end of every week, What are the little wins that I had? How many coaching clients? How many podcasts did I appear on? Everyone, everything I write on that board is a small step win. And then I can go into the weekend going, ah, it was a good week yet again, right? Because there was, like you said, progress or there was momentum kicking all those goals forward a little bit more. Yeah. And and something, a yes and, because that's such a great way to look at it. Can I have progress? Can I keep score of those things? Can I do that? But I think that we talk about mastery when we really master success is when we can get to the point to where we could have a week where we actually didn't do any of those things, but we tried and we learned something. Mm. And, and if we can celebrate the learns, we can celebrate the growth. That's when we really start to really make our progress, just, just have rocket fuel under it. Because one of the things that we tend to not celebrate is failure. But failure usually is our best teacher. Yeah. And so if we can see growth as the actual goal, if I were to say what's our actual number one goal for everyone is to be able to value growth. That's the real goal. Because if you can value growth above everything else, then everything is a blessing. Everything is a victory. Everything is a win. Because either I win or I learn. Mm-hmm. And arguably when I learn, I win more because I get to do more and I get to move <laughs> forward. But when we're afraid of failure, which goes back to that value side, when we attach our success to our personal value, failure becomes something very, very scary. 
But if I can look at it as it doesn't matter what is happening, as long as I'm moving forward and I'm learning every single step of the way, that's a success. The, the success is if I learned this week, I would argue that a week that you hit none of your metrics and you learned is a bigger and better week than a week that you hit all of your mm. metrics and you just went, oh, I just did the thing. I, I didn't learn anything. I didn't progress. That's my perspective on it. Oh, so good. So it could be a question that you ask in a weekly review, uh, something I encourage in time management is what did I learn this week? And that really shows you're in a growth mindset and growth, one of my top three values next to faith and family. Mm. And so I totally resonate with, uh, with that. What did I learn? Like, you know, I tried a, uh, a subscription service and uh, totally bombed, right? And for a while, I, I was grieving this loss. And then it was like, what did, I, what did I learn from that? I really had to sort of climb out of the pit, you know, and go, okay, so what did I learn from this for my next launch? What's, what could I do better? And you're right, the, it, it was actually more beneficial than to just have, a, have a, an easy win on it and learn nothing from it. Right, I couldn't agree more. So how would someone know, maybe there is no answer to this question, but how would someone know if, if you are living to your potential? Are there any clues, sort of, sort of trying to give the listeners a vision of like, not that you've arrived because you've never arrived, right? There's always more, uh, as you would say, mountaintops to get to that, that right. ideal life. But are there some, uh, some places along the way that says, I'm on the right track? I mean, this has to be a gut thing. This has to, this has to be a gut thing. I don't know if there really is a metric on this, but I, I, I do think that if you're really honest with yourself, you can ask yourself, am I making progress at my level? You know, am I continuing to grow? And when I think about, I don't know, I, by the way, sometimes I, I think out loud, so I think I'm just getting to the point to where I actually have a real thought here. Um, sometimes I need to open my mouth to understand my thoughts. Um, it's very easy for us to what I call personal develop ourselves into a corner. So we read all the personal development stuff. We read all the business growth stuff. And we start saying, well, I know this, so I shouldn't feel this way. I know my potential, so I should be doing this. So I shouldn't be doing that. And I think sometimes it can be a little bit crippling. I think ultimately when it comes down to it, here's what growth means to me. Am I better than I was yesterday? And the great news with that is if I have one off day, the following day is even easier to be successful because I'm not saying am I better than I was two days ago? I'm not saying am I better than like, okay, for instance, in 2016, I got in the best shape of my life. I was in fantastic shape and I'm not where I was then. I'm on a new fitness journey right now. And as I lose, you know, great, I lost five pounds. Great, I lost 10 pounds. But if I judge myself compared to where I was in 2016, compared to who I was yesterday or last month, it's, it's an unwinnable game. Right. It's an unwinnable game because it will just be like, Oh man, well, so I can't celebrate until I get there. Like that, that's not, that's not fair. And so all I'm looking at is like, how do I know when I reach our potential? We, we don't, our potential is so far beyond any of us could ever imagine. All that matters is, am I growing? 
And more importantly, am I better than I was yesterday? What a great metric. Yeah, I was just thinking that even today, I can answer that question, yes. Uh, due to the mastermind uh, group and what I learned there, I also was doing a speaking engagement. I told you this before we came on the air today of uh, my time kept getting, the, as the meeting went on, my time was getting cut. And I'm looking at my watch and the MC was not um, cutting people off. You know, they were just allowing them to speak more and more. And I, I've, I've now become a little bit more resilient at cutting that talk down to an appropriate side. So it still looked like a win. And I didn't say out loud, like, well, all I got is this much time now to deliver, you know, because they cut it. I didn't make any excuses. I stayed strong, you know, throughout the speaking Great. engagement. And uh, I can actually say that I'm better today than I was yesterday because of the, the little bit of stress. It's just tiny stress, but the right. little bit of stress that I had to go through. <laughs> right. Been there for sure. Well, what are the consequences of just staying where you're at in life and not actually growing and actively growing? Uh, to just sort of to sort of raise our temperature level here with like, all right, I can't stay here and stagnate. Uh, stagnating is a myth. Like it's not it's not actually there is there is no consequence of stagnating because you won't stagnate. There is a consequence of shrinking and going backwards. Yeah, because there is like. I mean, yeah, I know there are plateaus like that exists in nature, sure. but um, I've never seen it in, in people. People are either growing or they're going backwards and nowhere in between. And so if you say, oh, I just want to stay where I'm at, you won't. You will find yourself backwards. Your progress will go backwards. So there really, I mean, there is a, a consequence of stating that I just want to stay where I'm at. Uh, but it's it's a myth. You won't stay where you're at. It just won't happen. You're either growing or dying. And and I'm not saying you're actually literally dying. But right. what I'm saying is that that your your progress is growing or dying, and nowhere in between. So you might, if you're feeling like you're tired of growing, maybe you shift to a new category in your life. Maybe right now you go, okay, my business. I'm really excited about where my business is. Maybe you go through a season where you focus on your physical health or you focus on your relationship or you focus on something in your finances or you focus on adventure and fun. You, you do those kind of things. And what's cool is, is our life doesn't exist in a vacuum. So you might be feeling like you lost your mojo. You might you know, not have the motivation, which a lot of people have felt that over the last two years. So you might be in one of those positions. And if you're in one of those positions right now, the answer is maybe it's time to focus on another category of your life that you can get excited about. And it's going to build that momentum and it's going to carry over to everything else that you're doing. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. I've, I've had that experience too, where it sort of bleeds, you're, you're growing in this one area and it sort of bleeds over to the area that's duller for that season that you're in. Sometimes it's work and it bleeds over into family. Sometimes it's family and it bleeds over into work. But what a great suggestion to get yourself unstuck and still growing forward in some area of your life. Well, last couple of questions for you, Jake. What do you want to promote for our listeners' personal leadership development? And how can our GFT listeners best contact you? Yeah, well, great. Uh, thank you for that. And, and you mentioned it earlier, but um, come and join us in the number one goal challenge. 
Head over there, go to yournumberonegoal.com. That's something that's running uh, constantly. It's something you get instant access to. So uh, come and join us. And sometimes we do them live. Sometimes we do them instant access. Either way, yournumberonegoal.com will always take you there. Um, I'd head over there. Also, you can listen to our podcast, Mountaintop Motivation. Um, Those would be the best ways. Either listen to the podcast or go over to yournumberonegoal.com. Fantastic. Jake, thanks so much for the value you added to the uh, Grow Forward Today listeners today. And I know you're going to keep taking many more people to their mountaintop. Thank you so much, Paul. So I've got some takeaways from Jake today. Maybe you had some of the same ones that I did. Uh, It is who you know. And even though we both chuckled at hearing that statement over and over, you're the sum total of the five people you surround yourself with. It is true. We have to be intentional as adults of who we're hanging around and hang around with those folks that have already reached the level of where you want to get to, or they're on the journey towards getting there with you. Proximity is power. I also liked what he shared about breaking down your big goal into small steps, very small steps. And then there's going to be some milestones along the way. And then you've got to celebrate those along the way because it's building momentum. Progress is success. And it's not just checking stuff off your list. It's celebrating the learns too, the things you're learning along the way. And then one of the last things he said, if you're in a little bit of a rut, shift your growth focus to a different area of your life. And maybe just maybe it'll bleed over into some of the areas that you just don't feel you're hitting home runs in at this moment. The GFT podcast is all about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. And remember, if you learn something and you don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. If you have a guest that would be great for this show or know of another podcast that you think I'd add value to, please reach out at growingforward at paulcasey.org. I will say thank you in advance because you took the time to contact me. Thank you for listening to episode 19. I hope you've told your achiever friends about this podcast. Please spread the word to those who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Again, I've got a tool for you. If you want to start coming up with a bigger vision for your life or for your business, text the word BEYOND to 72000. That's open a text to 72000, type the word BEYOND, and I want to send you my one sheet on how to craft and then cast and then carry a compelling vision for your life and for your business. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.